a very interesting network and uh, we are really looking forward to the meetings that are coming back also with personal attendance possibility. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the new episode of VEU Executive Academy podcast where we give you exclusive insights from some of the brightest leaders today who all have one thing in common. They are or were students of our MBA programs. I'm Chadomir Pushica, your host, and it is my task to ask the right questions so that you can learn more about the person, their industry, their mindset, and how they manage to bring positive change to businesses and their communities. Today we have Peter Wilfinger with us. Peter's history with the VEU Executive Academy goes a long way back. He started a Global Executive MBA in 2006, graduated a year later, and became the president of the Alumni Community's International Advisory Board. After 11 years, he stepped down and is now an honorary board member. With all this experience, Peter was able to leverage the power of his alumni network, which we will hear about in just a moment. Peter is also managing director at Cardex Ramstar, as well as director of new business for Austria, Hungary, Romania, and Slovenia. Hello, Peter, and welcome to the show. Hello, nice to hear you, and I'm looking forward to this podcast. Thank you. Going through your biography, I noticed a pattern. The companies you worked in were generally about automation and operations improvement. This seems to be true for Quadrat Home Automation, PaperNet, Heidelberger, Druckmaschinen, I hope I pronounced this well, and now Cardex Remstar. Uh, a love of effectiveness and process improvement seems to be the common denominator for these companies. And I would like to hear from you, when did you decide that industrial operations was the career path you wanted to take? Was it an active decision or something that just happened? Honestly, I have to say this happened per accident um, because I started my career in a different way, like, like usual careers are started. So not uh, finishing the school and uh, doing some study. So I learned some, some job directly uh, as an industrial clerk in the automotive uh, industry. I was in, in, in banking, in finance. I even was an entertainer in a, in a hotel on, on the island of Fuerteventura, which belongs to the Canarian island. Uh, and then coming back, I was in, in IT and telecom. And um, so per accident, it came uh, around that I started with a company called uh, Machine Relationship Management, where I had first experiences in the area of uh, production optimizing, uh, productivity increase, consulting in this area. And then uh, with uh, PaperNet, who was a wholesaler for paper, but also many, many interesting intralogistics and logistic processes. Um, I came to, to Heidelberger Printing Machines, which is, of course, the biggest producer of uh, printing machines. And we were selling those machines in, in Austria and all the, the other countries of uh, Eastern Europe as well. And now with Cardex, um, I have to say I'm again in a machine construction company. Uh, especially, as you said, in this industrial operations, helping our customers to optimize their processes. It doesn't matter if these processes are in a production plant or in a warehouse. Uh, so it's all about what happens between um, some stuff comes into a factory uh, and leaves the factory again. So that is what intralogistics uh, is about. 
Yes, and you mentioned that uh, your career really, uh, as you just explained, uh, didn't have a straight line. So it was meandering between different, very, very different careers. And when you got into the uh, industry and uh, automotive industry, uh, did you have someone like a mentor who actually recognized your talent for processes or was it something you discovered? How did that go? Uh, that's a difficult question, um, as it is many years ago, <laughs> first of all. Uh, yeah, of course, I, I remember that I had a, um, a mentor who was my boss. I did, um, I did, um, I don't know the English word yet for, for, for Lehre, yeah, so it's sort of the first education when you start with 15 or 16 years old. Um, um, you don't, do not have a high school degree, but you have, a a medium degree, more or less, yeah, and you learn a job directly in a company. And I remember that my boss, who was also uh, quite an, an, an old one at that time, he has seen some talent, yeah, which I did not see when I was 16, 17, or even 18 years old. And he forced me to do more. And um, as I said before, my, my, my CV is completely different and I studied two times later and uh, I lived this lifelong learning journey for myself to even more than 100% because I did almost every couple of years I did an additional education, an additional study and I think if you just stand still and develop yourself not further into the future, uh, which is changing dramatically the last uh, 20, 30 years, uh, you will not be successful. And that this was always my main driver, apart from some mentors I had, of course. Yeah? But the main driver was that, that I wanted to achieve some goals on my own, which are my personal goals and we, where I'm always behind to achieve the targets I set for myself. So uh, could you give us an example of uh, the targets that you set for yourself? Like, for example, at this point in your life, what target do you have now? So now uh, I achieved some targets uh, already when I started with Cardex 2017. My target was not only to be responsible for Austria uh, as a managing director. So uh, now I have already four countries. Uh, from which um, Romania and Slovenia, I was also the main project leader for founding the companies. Uh, so really the, the founding the subsidiaries with all the things what are behind that from IT structure to managing authorities to the tax stuff and all these kind of things. And also hiring the first people, making them successful. Before that, of course, preparing a proper business plan for the global management to decide whether to found an entity or not. And I'm pretty sure that these four countries are not the end. There are some more countries to develop for, for, for me and for, for Cardex as well. And uh, I'm pretty sure that I will achieve my target having um, a proper region responsibility yeah, uh, within the next couple of years. And how different is managing a company uh, in one country and in four countries? And in the future, what do you envisage as the major challenge when you move to new regions? What will be uh, the most challenging thing for you 
So first of all, um, it's a matter of leadership from my perspective um, and to develop locally in all the countries uh, a proper team who understands the strategy, who understands the core values of a company, who knows which direction we are going. You see, I have this picture in mind where um, you have a, a boss sitting on a stone yeah, and then he's just pushing the people to, to, to move the stone. Yeah? But this is not our approach or my approach. My approach is to be in front of the stone and together with the team, we move the stone from A to B. And this is, from my opinion, what is the difference between a boss and a leader. And a leader can develop people uh, or people's responsibility to make decisions on their own and also take responsibility. We call that intent-based leadership. That means we are driving our people to think about, so think in solutions, not in problems or not in challenges, yeah, to, to mention it more positive. And having uh, responsibilities for more countries, the more countries you have, the more you have to have this IBL, intent-based leadership approach, and the more you have to develop. You are not involved in the full day-to-day -day business. You are more on a, on a helicopter level. Um, of course, that's what you are. And especially in these times, uh, the challenge is to not lose the personal connection to the people because we cannot meet as often as you want as we want personally and also not traveling to to these countries um, and therefore the um, how to say the the meetings take place more often but are, sh are shorter at the moment then in, in regular times where, where you can also travel uh, around these countries. So uh, you mentioned the leadership and I believe communication here and communicating your intent, your idea, your strategies and being aligned with your people. Uh, how do you go about hiring uh, people who will actually do the job and uh, align along with uh, the, the strategic goals of the company. I had heard that uh, you hired somebody from the alumni network. And can you tell us something more about that? <laughs> yes, uh, this, uh, this was an interesting situation. I mean, generally, we have a central HR department and uh, then second step, a regional HR department. I mean, the, the countries, um, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, Hungary, Romania, uh, Slovenia are be, uh, and Turkey, of course, are belonging to one uh, region within Cardex, and there is a regional HR uh, manager, and um, he is responsible for the, the hiring process from an organizational point of view, but also for some inputs. But then at the end, we are deciding locally whom, whom we want to have on board or whom not. Yeah? Of course, it's a matter of um, identification with uh, a potential employer. Um, it's about also brand awareness about Cardex. I mean, not everybody knows Cardex, but in this specific industry, almost everybody knows Cardex. We're some kind of global hidden champion in, in our area. Um, but finding good people and finding people who are... Um, following the path uh, or the strategy what the company is going to 
Therefore, it's very, very important to have a, a real, real good and, and proper onboarding process. Because um, you don't know the strategy when you start in a company, you don't know the culture. Yeah, you can do some research on the web or ask somebody yeah, or look at Kulu or whatever. But it does not give you the real picture. So the onboarding process, yeah, and we have this kind of um, godfather model. So everybody who joins the company gets a godfather yeah, who is um, a little bit responsible, not only for the um, for the process of onboarding from a from a knowledge point of view but also from the process of onboarding on a personal feeling level point of view that's the one thing and the other thing what you mentioned uh, we, where we hired now um, a lady who did the marketing and sales MBA and this was very interesting because um, she was walking totally regular like all the others through the through the process of um, application and the interviews and everything like that. And uh, finally, at the end, of course, the, the MBA was a, an, 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 yeah, an, an, an upmark or a, a special bonus uh, she had. Uh, also, a, a reason for deciding for this specific person. Um, but it happened more or less also a little bit per accident. Yeah, so. Uh, we are hiring, we are looking also in the, in the alumni network, also actively, but in this case, um, this was happened more or less per accident, but nevertheless, it doesn't matter. We are have still a story about that, a story to tell, and it's good, and we exchange information also with the alumni network. That's what is really, 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 really important, that we also support each other if we are hiring and first of all, looking at the VU Connect or get in touch with the um, VU Executive Academy alumni uh, employers, and uh, we always find somebody who fits. Perfect. So now this is an excellent introduction to my next question, and that's about you being such an active member of the alumni network. Most people are involved for a few years, but you've been involved for over a decade. What drives you? Yeah, first of all, I'm, I'm not the only one who is involved since many years. There are a lot of them, and I think this is a good basis for also getting some new people involved. Um, I'm driven by... When I'm looking back in 2007, when, when we had the, the first... Alumni Club, which, which was a, a Verein, a foundation, yeah, uh, registered uh, officially with bookkeeping and everything, yeah, and we decided um, to to make a separate department or at least have one or two employers directly in the Executive Academy managing the Alumni Club. This was a, a real, real great decision, and I'm still very thankful. At that time, to Bodo Schlegelmilch and especially Astrid Kleinhans, uh, who were forcing that, that and finding really good people like Gina, like Viola, um, and now uh, also Theresa is, is, is uh, really good in her position. What I, what I know from her, she just started, and uh, the engagement is important for a long term because when you uh, are proper, uh, a proper networker. The network is just as good as your contribution to the network, first of all. 
and of course uh, the longer you are in a network the better you are networked <laughs> inside inside this network <laughs> and um, th you cannot expect the quick wins only with uh, just a few moments or hours of engagement if you really want to have the full power of a network you have to be part of the network for many many years because it's changing there are new people coming in maybe some people are going out yeah you don't know but um, a network is a living a living organism so to call it who is also constantly changing and um, you have to to be inside this network for for a couple of time to get the best out of it and i personally are first of all i was very satisfied with my mba program also i found at that time with uh, dietmar edadianich and martina ernst and others really some very good fellows um, with good with great friendship who were also willing to participate and develop this alumni network together and uh, based on that um, yeah it, it's very simple spoken we're almost 5,000 people in the alumni network and this this is a real power um, a big power and where you can get the best out of it if you are engaged definitely so uh, that's that's actually uh, my next question it's an interesting fact about our community is that current MBA students reported that increasing their network is the second most important reason to do an MBA after broadening their knowledge. So yes, uh, I guess you already answered in part this question. So like, do you have any like special tips for our MBA students on how to make the most of the network? Yes, um, of course. I think first of all, follow on linkedin the the group of Vu executive academy second use vr connect our own um, separate platform where we can can find all the <coughs> sorry all the members and you can search via industry you can you can add post job offers uh, you can post you can get additional information um, use the, 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 the employers, use um, Gina, Viola, Teresa, they are really, really, really very supportive to, to any question you, you have. Um, engage yourself, offer also some added value which you can offer as a, as a, as a member of the alumni network, not only company-wise, but also from your personal experience-wise. Um, so it's a give and take, first of all. And of course, we are always interested in really interesting people who want to engage one step further and maybe want to be part of the International Alumni Board uh, or have some other ideas how we can spread the network, spread the word of Executive Academy of the great programs, advertise for them. Um, we have these hubs in, in countries like Romania and also in I think in Croatia and in Czech Republic and Slovenia, Slovakia, um, organize yourself. You can make subgroups. It, it's really a very interesting network, and uh, we are really looking forward to the meetings that are coming back, also with personal attendance possibility. 
yes, everyone is waiting for that. <laughs> That's for sure. That's After true. a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Peter, is there anything you would like to say to, like, a message to our alumni, to everyone listening? Yes, I would like to. I would like to ask every every alumni for some engagement in our alumni network. Take this chance. It's really a great chance. First of all, for your personal career development. Second of all, for your company development, you also find 4,500 potential new customers. Um, so please be engaged. And if you want to get more information, you always can go in, can get in touch with me as well. And of course, with uh, our ladies, uh, Viola, Gina and Therese, they will also be very happy to support. Thank you, Peter, for these insights and for the closing message. It was a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure too. Hello again. Thank you for listening to this episode of VEU Executive Academy podcast, Know How to Inspire. Now, one more thing before you go. Please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud, Spotify and iTunes or check out our website at www.executiveacademy.at forward slash podcast. That is executiveacademy.at forward slash podcast. Last but not least, spread the word because the more you share knowledge, the more inspiring it gets.